Jim Means, Communications Officer with the PSA. During the COVID-19 crisis, we are trying to give you as much up-to-date information regarding the public service during this time of crisis as we can as the information becomes available to us. And during the final sitting week of Parliament this week in the New South Wales Parliament, Independent MP Alex Greenwich, member for Sydney, spoke about the need for an increase to the public service to stem the flow of the horrendous numbers of unemployed across the state. It is critical that during this pandemic, the public service remains a large employer and if can be expanded. The more people with steady jobs and income, the more consumer spending there is to help keep the economy afloat. With that as a background, I spoke to Assistant General Secretary Troy Wright today to get the viewpoint of the PSA regarding an increase to the public service and the benefits to society an increase in the public service could mean. To preface this episode, Independent MP Alex Greenwich um, stood up in uh, the chamber on the last day of sitting and said that there should be an increase in public servants in order to stymie the flow of the unemployed. Look, it's a really valid point. Um, When you talk about the public sector, you're talking about a part of the workforce that has been chronically underinvested in um, for many, many years. We've seen investment in vital public services right through the community reduce under the Berejiklian beard O'Farrell governments for the last nine years. So this would be some adjustment to that and a well-timed adjustment. Secondly, the quality jobs, public sector jobs are quality jobs where there's a career path, where there's meaning to that work, where there's stability in that work and it's also work that communities benefit from, not just uh, profit-making company, but Thirdly, the other reason why the public sector would be a great way to um, reinvigorate the employment market um, is it's because it's a large regional employer. Not all those jobs, and most of those jobs actually, won't be in Sydney. Um, most of them will be spread right around the state in communities that are affected both by COVID-19 and by the bushfires, which we seem to have forgotten about. Do you foresee that it has to? That it will force the government to take action? And employ more? I don't foresee that they'll have to, but I think it's the smartest thing they could do. Um, they will need to stimulate the economy, and there's no better way of stimulating the economy than by direct employment, and direct employment in jobs where people aren't pocketing enormous amounts of money and not spending it, but direct employment in working-class jobs, like public sector jobs, where people will spend that money in their community. This government and the, you know, the overriding... Uh, philosophy of right-wing governments right around the world and, and, and domestically in the last, uh, you know, 20, 30, 50 years has been about trickle-down economics where you invest some money into the, the rich and it comes, eventually comes down, trickles down to the, the working class and the other classes. Well, this is their chance to prove their commitment. Give trickle-down economics to go through the public sector. Give people worthwhile jobs, well-paying jobs, secure jobs, in the public sector, and let's watch that money trickle down out through those communities. Troy, the coalition government in New South Wales has had a bit of an acrimonious relationship with the public sector in recent times, particularly around privatising a lot of industries. Could the effects of COVID-19, do you think, put an end to this philosophy? I think what we're seeing right now is fascinating because in the last nine years of LNP government's 
they have drawn a very artificial and arbitrary distinction between what they've called frontline public services and non-essential public services. What we are experiencing now and our members are experiencing right now is the reinforcement from their employers and from government that they are essential, exactly what we have always argued all along. There aren't back rooms full of people, you know, this, this image of public sector bureaucrats doing nothing. Our members are being called on to work through this crisis because they're regarded as essential and the services they deliver as essential. So um, what we're going to be taking out of this crisis is reinforcing to employers oh, once this is resolved, that, hang on, you couldn't get through the COVID-19 crisis without your workforce and without our members and you won't be able to go forward without your workforce and our members. So let's stop cutting them and let's reinforce them and let's value them. The strength and effectiveness of the union depends on you and your colleagues standing together. If you work in the New South Wales public service and the federal system, consider joining the PSA CPSU New South Wales. This movement is striving to make New South Wales and Australia a better place for all working people. United we bargain, divided we beg. Head to psa.asn.au forward slash join. Protect yourself and make a difference. The state and federal governments have been caught without a plan um, to stop or avoid COVID-19 coming into our community. And, and, you know, governments around the world have been caught short of that, so I wouldn't be too critical. It's it's quite, you know, the word unprecedented gets used too much, but it is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. They've been caught, though, with no plan how to manage it either. And we're seeing several debacles right now where we seem to be slow in reacting to where we should be in combating this transmission of this terrible disease they were slow to avoid it slow to manage it let's not be slow to plan our way out of it let's not be slow and have no plan on how to recover economically once it's over this is the time that they need to be thinking proactively about what happens in three six twelve months um they have and we can see this obviously have had to make massive amounts of unbudgeted spending here but as I've said, this is why they've run surpluses the last few years. What we don't want to see then is the funding of the spending this year by horrendous cuts next year to the very services that have gone through the crisis. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're doing the format of the podcast a little bit differently in this day and age. Due to the crisis, we're trying to keep up to date with uh, the information that's relevant to our members and as a result the format's gone out the window and we're trying to increase information as it's available to us to you we hope you're enjoying this format and if you have any feedback please don't hesitate to get in contact with us on our facebook page thanks for listening we'll talk to you very very soon